Nothing is permanent about our behavior patterns, except for our beliefs that they are so. Moesha Fletcher. There's nothing negative about being triggered. It's a calling to heal our wounds. It's a calling to self to reflect on and to get curious about the reactions we are having. Dr. Nicole LaPrea. What's going on, Shadow Corner fam? It's your friendly neighborhood Fluffy Ninja here to give you your Shadow Corner discussion on this lovely Tuesday afternoon. I hope that you are all thriving, being, and being awesome as sauce like you should be because you're part of my community. We lit. So <laughs> let's go ahead and get to our topic for today. So the topic that I have for today is patterns and trigger warnings. Do you know yours? This topic I wanted to address because I've heard these terms a lot for a long time. And I don't know if many of us know what those are. So I'm going to give you a rundown of actually what that is. So when we talk about patterns and trigger warnings, you have to think of it kind of like as, say, for example, just like in the last week's Tuesday episode, I was talking about giving how much access are you giving people and how you should do pre-screenings. This is the part when the pre-screenings have ended and you're now going into the we're friends type of stage and they are walking the field that is you. So imagine that you are the field of landmines. In each plot, there is a trigger, a coping mechanism, a a reaction or whatever that's in those landmines that the person does not know anything about. So when you're walking across this field, they are and you are, you're both fine and happy. And the next thing you know, you hear a click and a boom. And all of a sudden you start to react to something that you have not talked about or not discussed with your friend. And they get the full force of it because of that's how your body remembers. There's a book called The Body Keeps Score, and I'm going to link it in this podcast episode because I want you to understand what it means to control these triggers, to have them, and to recognize and use your emotional intelligence skills. So when we talk about triggers, we talk about them as if they are something that just come out of nowhere. There are things that we didn't thought we healed from, but nine times out of 10, we still have things or more things to deal with, or more things to work on. So with these triggers and pattern behavior, we have to take in consideration exactly where it stems from, how did we handle it, and is this helping us now? Those are three things that you need to look at. So if you are a person that hates when people question your intelligence, or they try to play you out as small, and that's your trigger, the one thing you have to understand is that Number one, be proud that you know what it is. Because a lot of people, when they run into it, whether it be the friend or you by yourself, there is no mercy in these triggers Some t- for some people. Others, it can be little small, but for the ones that have very heavy backgrounds, stories that have shaped them into who they are, or traumatic experiences that have brought them somewhat of an anxiety or panic you have to be very careful. So I want to label out that number one, there's nothing wrong with triggers. Just like the quote says, it's just a sign that you need to heal more. Each and every day that you walk upon this earth, you're going to have what I call bumps in the road, potholes, dips, sometimes an occasional flat tire, and they can stem 
or ignite a trigger that you thought that you would heal from, but in actuality, it's something that you still need to work on. So one example I can give you, at least on my end, one trigger for me was that I hated the phrase, you think you grown. That irritated, excuse my French, the hell out of me because that wasn't my intention. You're putting into the air something that I don't claim. And it's like, you're trying to put words in my mouth and I don't like it. And at one point I used to spaz on people when they said that, because I was like, no, I don't think I'm grown. It's just the fact that I've already, I'm seasoned. I've already seen what happens when you do the situation. I'm not trying to knock down your experience, but I just want you to know that in these times, things are different and I have to make the decision that's best for me. But it's like, after that, it was hard for me to have conversations with anybody that was older because that was their go-to line and that was my go-to trigger. And it was hard for me to have conversations with them because it's as if that even as an adult, they still think of you as small. Like I've had situations where sometimes I felt like, and this is me personally, I felt as if that the people that was talking to me were seeing me as my hurt self instead of the person that has been through things and has healed from it. See, that's also another thing that we're going to touch on here, but we're going to focus on what a trigger is. Putting it in layman's terms, a trigger is something that your body is telling you that needs to be addressed and something that you need to put to the forefront and handle before it before it leads to you in self-sabotaging activities, because that's what they usually lead to. Sometimes you can bring down the whole kingdom with your attitude, with your actions, even with things that, or things you say or do that you didn't even think is that serious, but it is for other people. So catching those triggers, catching those notions, the words, you have to be able to recognize them. For some people, it's words. Other people, it could be actions. Some other people, it could be something as simple as hearing somebody talk out the side of their neck. I know there's a couple people that's triggered by that because I'm around probably about two of them that's like that, where they were like, what you say? So you want to smoke? You want to fight about it? And I just be like, no, you don't have to fight every time someone says something slick. Just walk away for their safety not and yours. Because I mean, I'm trying to be as sympathetic, but at the same time, trying not to also be as petty as I can be. In these types of situations, people are are going to be people no matter what it is. We can't change them. The only thing we can do is correct it when it happens. And when you catch yourself about to snap, think about it for a second. Is it worth showing my behind? Is it worth losing the respect I have for myself? Do I really feel like this is worth it? These are questions you need to ask yourself before your trigger even starts when you're using emotional intelligence. Also, you need to recognize is go to the root. Why am I mad? Because they said this. Where does that stem from? This stems from when someone said this to me a long time ago. Are we that person now? No. It's like you're doing a back and forth calling response and then you'll notice slowly but surely you're calming down more and more. Now, it's going to take some practice. It's not going to happen overnight. And you're talking to someone that had anger issues like at 12 and did not get them under control until probably close to my 20s. And it's, again, it's not an easy thing because my anger 
rooted from not being heard and being told to stay in the child's place. You don't have a voice here. And I hated it. And I truly mean I hated it because it felt as if that I was a less human being just because I didn't have the adult status. And I didn't like that. Respect is respect no matter what it is. And you have to give people this respect that is due to them when they've earned it on both ends. You can't just demand respect and think you're going to get it just because either you have a role, either you are a parental or a guardian off the top. No, respect is given for those that give respect. And you have to understand is that, yes, you may have raised them. You may have changed their diapers. You may have even been there during their hardest moments. But mutual respect is a requirement for a relationship like this. So getting off subject. So the next section of this is patterns. Now, patterns in this aspect is a very hard thing to pinpoint sometimes. But if you look closely, you'll always be able to tell the difference, especially if it's someone that has been deeply traumatized or they have been abused. You can always tell in some cases Sometimes, not all the time, in some cases, what patterns they lead to when things start to go south. One thing they could do is like they don't talk anymore. Another thing could be that they just they try to distance themselves for their own safety. I think I've had one person where they was like they'll look at a text message repeatedly from the person that hurt them and re-traumatize themselves so they know that this is not what they want, which is it, it breaks my heart that it had to, that has to come to that, but it's something that for them that they have to work through. One way for you to work those patterns, uh, to get rid of those patterns in that way is to understand, again, where the root of it is, why is it present, and is it worth it to go through this, to have the same result and nothing change. So when you think about patterns and you think about triggers, you have to think about how it is affecting your own safe space environment and whether or not this is something that you need to get help with or if you need to seek help in a way to where you do not feel as if that you're embarrassed. I think there was a one point that I I told myself that I was going to see a counselor about my anger and everything else. But I had one friend that consistently condemned me about it. Like she though she threw it up in my face and I said it in confidence. I said it in confidence to her thinking that she'd keep it, but that did not go as well, which in turn made me hard to be able to express the love or tell the people I love what's going on with me because of that fear of someone judging you for something that you're trying to get help with. And I think that's sometimes what happens when you're trying to look at the patterns and triggers as a whole and people shame you for it or they put you on a guilt trip for it. It makes it hard for people to come forward that way. And for the people that's actually doing it, please stop. You're not helping them. You're making it hard for them to even survive. So if you're going to help them, support them in it. Don't make them feel like they're crazy. Don't make them feel like they're less than just because they're going to therapy or counseling. Some people need more help than others. Be happy that you're the lucky, unique unicorn that doesn't have to deal with this. But for the rest of us over here or anywhere, 
we have to figure it out over it somehow, some way. So please keep in mind, it takes a support system to get through triggers and, and patterns. It takes a support system to be able to walk through your mess and be able to heal yourself through it. Now, I'm not saying that on all, all cases, this is true. There are some cases where people just use their triggers as a way of getting out of certain things or getting themselves set up to where they don't have to deal with people. I mean, there are also situations where people use the word, as we've said in previous podcasts, that's just me. And you can accept all of me or you can get out. No, no, baby, that you have to heal that. They can accept you for who you are as a person, but you are responsible for your triggers and patterns. If you're the type of person to dip when stuff get bad, you have to learn how to face that. Because when somebody brings it to your attention, don't sit here and scream and holler about how you don't understand. Of course we don't understand. You have to be able to explain it to us so we can support you better. And I'm not attacking anybody about how they handle things. I just feel as though that maybe in some senses you should recognize the time and place when things are said and understand that while you may not have to deal with half of what that person goes through mentally, emotionally, or physically, keep in mind that the tables can turn at any point in time. And if you want to be on the other side and you want someone to care for you the same way you're doing for them, it's going to be a very sad day for you, especially if you're treating them badly. So what I want you to do at this moment is grab a piece of paper and write down any known triggers that you can think of that you do or that happen or that used to happen. And I want you to count them. Reason why I'm saying to count them is because if there are triggers that you've already healed from and passed from, you've grieved them, you've let them go, they no longer serve a purpose, then I want you to pat yourself on the back because you've gone through a lot to even get to this point in growth. If there's some on there that you still need to work on, still pat yourself on the back because you're taking the first step by writing them down and making them plain for your eyes to see. Because some people, someone telling you is a one thing, but when you're actually writing it down and putting it in front of your face, it makes a difference. And it's not like you're trying to put yourself down or give the inner critic something to feed off of. You're trying to walk this earth better than where you came. So one of the things I want you to do today is to recognize, number one, what you learn from these triggers after you've healed from them, while you're healing through them, and what can you teach others? Because I find this so good. Ironically, spirit brings you people that not only act similar to you, not like you as a person, but they have the similar triggers as you, but he puts you in a position to where you teach them. And even though you're not called to teach and you're not called to do whatever the case may be, it is something for you to learn about how much you've grown as a person, as an individual, as a human being. And it's also another way to recognize that your true authentic self is shining through. Being able to not only to heal yourself, but you're able to help heal others and give them a safe space that you wish probably wish that somebody would have gave to you. Now, there are a couple of us out here that have what's called coping mechanisms. So coping mechanisms are things we use to 
temporarily band-aid the triggers and patterns so that way it's not noticeable. And then once we're done with it, we throw it to the side until we need it again. Kind of like your old favorite shirt that you just, you don't want to get rid of, but you know, it's like 10 years old, holes in the, holes in the shirt, stained on the front. And you've had it for so long that you just don't know how to give it up. But here comes somebody that's loving and they're willing to help you with this. And then they see that shirt and they're like, well, you don't need that shirt anymore. So let me go ahead and throw it away for you. Your initial setback, that's when your trigger comes up because you're like, this is all I've known. Why would you want to come and do this? Yada, yada, yada. And then it's it becomes a problem later on down the line where you're trying to create sustainable relationships because you don't want to let go of the old. What I am trying to say here in Shadow Corner fam is having coping mechanisms is okay, but it's not okay at the same time. You have to be able to face the things that give you fear, the things that makes you question who you are, or the things that question exactly your growth and whether you've grown at all. And the first thing that can go is the coping mechanisms. Second thing can go is the patterns when you can catch yourself in the midst of patterns that lead you down the road of self-sabotaging. And then the next thing, which is the final step, recognizing and acknowledging the triggers and not lashing out, but handling things in a way to where you've worked out the emotion, you, you see it and you recognize it, you got to the root of it, and then you let it move on its way. Slowly but surely then, it won't be a trigger anymore. It'll be a past occurrence that no longer has control over you. Because whether you know it or not, these things do have some type of hold on you because it's something you used whatever point in time in your life to make things seem like they were okay. But now that you're an adult, a young adult, older adult, those things, they don't work anymore because now spirit's giving you the four phrase of you need to face this. Otherwise you lose everything you have. And I feel as though that that's the one of the best ways to do it, to face it, to get it out the way. It's just like a normal checklist, daily reminders, just get it out the way so you don't have to look at it later. You can complain about it on the way, but as long as it gets done, that's that's all that matters. Just get it done. And I know it's not easy and I know it's not something that happens overnight, but I promise you, if you continue to use your emotional intelligence, continue to recognize, reevaluate, and release, rec- uh, recognize, reevaluate, and release these emotions, as well as the triggers that, that are attached to these emotions, then you will slowly but surely start to get back to yourself. Slowly but surely, you'll be able to look at this and say, I don't know why this made me spaz in the first place. I don't know why this person made me spaz in the first place. I don't know why I let this person make me feel this way. I don't know why I tried to self-sabotage something good. It's all about changing the mindset, people. It's not so about you trying to be perfect because nobody is. It's about you recognizing as a human being where you can improve and where you can adjust to build a safer space for yourself. Again, I'm not telling you what to do or how to do it. Some people have different ways of dealing with, some people have different ways of dealing with things and I get it and it works for them. But the one thing, the couple of things that are detriment and then they could possibly be self-sabotaging, 
that needs to get handled because otherwise you're, you're not creating a safe space for anybody. You're only tearing down the kingdom that you're trying to build or you're only making it unsafe for the people that you want to bring in your life to constantly walk on eggshells because you feel some type of way. And also, please remember that your triggers and everything is your responsibility. It does not belong to everybody else. Stop calling everybody Tom, Dick, and Harry for advice on something that you already know the root of. You know it's the root of past abuse. You know it's the root of chronic people-pleasing. You know it's the root of consistently not getting what you want. You know it's the root of insert, insert root here. So... Get to it. Do the work. Do the journal prompts. Write it out. Shout it out. Scream it out. Handle business. You want to change? You'll do it. If you want to build a fresher perspective, not only for yourself, but for those around you, then you go first. Please do not go by the mental prospect pride go with before the fall because you will lose. You will lose. I promise you. I'm telling you something I know. You will lose. If you let your pride be the detriment of what you built, you will lose. And that's literally the only thing that I can, I have for you today. I want you to be great and you are great. I want you to thrive and you are thriving. But remember to continue to look at yourself in a positive light, no matter what era you're in, whether you're in your dark female era, your dark male era, uh, the era of I don't give a WTF or the era of people ain't ain't ish. Don't matter what area you're in right now. Give yourself grace. Take accountability for your actions. Understand that your emotions are your own. They are not hand-me-downs that can be slapped out into goodwill to hand to anybody. Handle business so that you can improve and grow as a person. I'm glad we had this talk today. And please make sure that you stay tuned for the special episode that is going to be premiering Sometime in October, it is called the Shadow Corner Drop Drop Zone, where we feature different events that we are, are involved in that we visit and give you impacting stories to help you understand that, number one, that you're not alone. And number two, that there are people out there that's searching just like you. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Hi, everyone. It's your coach, Cyan. Thank you so much for joining in on the conversation for this week on Shadow Corner. Please don't forget to follow us on all our social media, Facebook, Shadow Corner Fam, Instagram, Shadow Life Coaching, and TikTok, Shadow Corner Life Coaching, LLC, where you can get more tips on continuing the journey to you. And I'll see you in two weeks. This be great.